Welcome to Geek Explorers of the Podcast, where we won't get offended if you call us podcasting's Batman. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Grab your truncheon, your crescent darts, and praise be to Khonshu. We're talking Moon Knight. Hey, Ben. Hey, John. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Wonderful. Excellent. It's a little warm today, but uh, yeah. I guess that happens up in, up in Northern California. I got a question for you. All right. What is it? Are you a fan of Moon Knight? Like, do you like Moon Knight? Uh, I, I think so. Like, I'm not super deep into Moon Knight, but uh, what I have read of Moon Knight, I have enjoyed for the most part. And I like the character concepts, so... Um, I would not go somewhere and be like, I'm a Moon Knight fan, because then someone might ask me some questions I wouldn't know answers to. <laughs> but I do like what I know of Moon Knight and what I've read. Like, I wouldn't get a Moon Knight tattoo, let me put it that way. So it's like you're not in love with Moon Knight, you're in love with the idea of Moon Knight? Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a cool concept. What I've read, at least a good portion of it is well executed. Yeah. What about you? I, <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. That's why I wanted to open with the question, like, I really don't know. Like, I think for the first, I don't know, 35 years of my life, I probably would have said like, oh, yeah, yeah, I like Moon Knight. Of course I do. You know, for the same reasons. I like the concept. I like what I've seen of him. You know, what little I've read. And as I was learning more about Moon Knight for this, uh, for in my research for this episode, I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I can actually like <laughs> accurately call myself a Moon Knight fan. But same as you, like I've enjoyed what I, uh, a lot of what I've experienced, but I'm, I'm just not sure. Cause there's, there's a lot of different stuff going on more than you thought there was. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully you had set up, uh, uh, a true moon Knight fan for this episode here. We've got Alex from, uh, from what's your spaghetti policy. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> true. In fact, yeah, if there, if we had a, you know, like a little nameplate to come up, if there was, this wasn't a, uh, an auto audio medium. It would say true Moon Knight fan. True believer. Yeah, there you go. How's it going, it's, Alex? Uh, it's it's man. It's it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks, man. <laughs> <laughs> a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, no. I don't want to bury the lead, but it's not it's not been fun for me. Oh boy, I, I think that answered uh, one one of the questions that that would be a, a burning topic for uh, for at some point during this show. Yeah. So we were uh, we were on your show and we were promoting uh, space oddities. That's what we were doing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kickstarter for two, I believe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yep. Yep. yep that's yeah. Right. With you, with you and Jacob, and we had a blast. Yep. And I think it was during that, like after we had wrapped, that you told us you were a Moon Knight fan. You know that like, that was your guy. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's uh. It, it's been my my flag that I've been flying for a long time, and now I'm I'm in a weird spot because. <laughs> Now, well, because like the whole world knows now, right? The whole no yeah. world knows whom, whom, well, they know a version of Moon Knight. They don't know what Moon Knight is. Let's just put it that way. He's gotten the Disney treatment. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good thing. Well, no. shit. I mean, I don't know. Do we go to first impressions or do we just jump right in and talk about Moon Knight on, uh, on Disney Plus? I have a question. Yes. What have you read? You said like your previous stuff and like what you've read, who wrote it? What story arcs did you read? 
Well, you know, I I think I think maybe we uh, we can just go into first impressions because yeah, I I, th- right. I think that that fits. Like, I mean, my my first okay. impression is kind of weak anyway because it was the Marvel cards, the Marvel uh, Marvel trading cards from uh, what was it, 1990, the first series, or maybe 91. I can't remember, but I still remember that card. I don't remember who drew it. I should have. Uh, he's like jumping off a roof or something. Yeah, right? yeah. He's like just striking maybe, a pose. Yeah. And um and I always loved the look of the character. Super dope. And yeah and. You know, we'll we'll go more into it because I'm curious of your take on it. But you know, the the whole idea of quote unquote Marvel's Batman, um, you know, he he just seemed like a cool ass character for that same reason. So if you wanted to, if you were playing superheroes with your buddies and you wanted to beat the shit out of somebody, Moon Knight was a cool character to imagine yourself doing it as. But to be honest, like the first series that I actually read was the uh, 2006 Charlie Houston David Finch series. That's great. Yeah, I loved it. I I really really loved it, but it wasn't until until doing research for this show and then rereading that stuff where I realized how much of the lore they actually did incorporate into that. Um there was a lot of stuff I didn't get the first time through because I I just hadn't yeah. experienced it. Absolutely. What about you, Ben? I think the first time I saw Moon Knight was probably also the cards and it was kind of like he was one of those characters that, like, I saw, and I was like, that guy's cool. Like, Fing Fang Foom. Like, I also really loved that card for some reason. I knew fuck all about Fing Fang Foom. But it was one of those things like, that guy looks cool. And I remember seeing him show up in, like, occasional Spider-Man comics yeah. and stuff, like, as a cameo. But I, I'd never, I don't think I'd actually read, like, a, a Moon Knight book until, like, last year. Oh, wow. When um, I had Marvel Unlimited and and I and the new series, I'd heard about the series coming out, and I was like, like I've I've no ballpark about this character. Like I I get the I've heard the concept, I've I've seen him here and there, uh, but I had never actually dove into it. And the first arc I read was the was Warren Ellis's run okay. into um, whoever came after I think that. You were saying it was Brian Wood and Greg yeah, Smallwood. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Into that, that, yeah. Into that run. Way. That run has has three different writers. Each arc has a different take on it. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, yeah. And so that that was the first one I read, and it's it's good. It was. I enjoyed it. It was very lore light. Like I mean, it's actually very dialogue light. Even like I mean, it's it's a it's a very much a visual story. You know, sure. visual storytelling the way it goes through. I mean, there's like whole. You'll have a whole page with not a single word balloon on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe even two in a row. <laughs> it's very <laughs> visual, but I really enjoyed it. It was an intriguing little hook that got me interested and and uh, got me into reading some of the other stuff. So, there, like the 2006 like arc was basically the reinvention in a in a sense of the character because everything prior to that. Because you guys are older than me, so I thought maybe your introduction was West Coast Avengers. Also, you're on the West Coast too, so um, yeah, oh, yeah. That was like yeah. Us California kids really prefer West Coast <laughs> Avengers to the uh, classic, yeah, to the real Avengers. Right. Yeah. Fucking yeah. U.S. Yeah. Agent. You got Rhodey. You got Spider Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jessica, whatever her name was. Hawkeye, oh. Tiger. Oh, Come on now. Yeah, um, Wonder Man. So get the hell out of here, Cap. The 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 first twenty five years of Moon Knight's existence, it, he was very much you know Marvel's Batman, and then he was kind of campy. And if you go back and read it now, it's not it's not great. It's not bad. It's just a product of you know when it came out and stuff. But I, I can back that up. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, the two thousand six version is you know that's where it, it has like an adult rating or an, a mature rating oh, yeah. of the book. It's you know he's you know he carves off Bushman's face with a crescent dart. It's like he's like violent, and it was just mm-hmm. like hell yes. I mean he was in the in the Marvel Knights and he did that sort of stuff in the nineties, and it started to get a little bit 
darker into that too. But the 2006, it's like that's if if you if you're a modern Moon Knight guy and you want to get into that, that's the best place to start. Even though it kind of starts with him in his like 40s and it's based off of like you knowing stuff. Yeah, uh, it starts yeah. with him in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. and, and yeah, yes. it it is like you know like, like we were saying like like lore heavy. But, you know, like even when I was reading it back when it was coming out, I didn't know who Bushman was, but I was like, OK, he's clearly a villain. And th- this is clearly, you know, a, a conflict, you know, that I'm, I'm sure everyone else knows about it, but I could still enjoy it. But it is sure. really cool how it, it did seem like kind of a distillation of uh, of Moon Knight or like a return to form after having yeah. gone back and, and read that. Well, you know what? I feel I like think- we're getting ahead of ourselves. Also on that run, that David Finch art is it's unbelievable. Beautiful bonkers oh my god so good it sucks he was only on there for like 11 issues yeah yeah i I was reading some of it this morning and and i and right before that i had read like the first appearance of moon knight and and also one of the mark specter moon knight issues that i couldn't even get through because the art was so bad and uh, (laughs) so so it was a nice breath of fresh air Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Alex, I'd love to, to take it back to your first impression of Moon Knight. Like, cause clearly you've got, you've got the same kind of love and knowledge of this character than I do, like a, like, like a Superman or something. So yeah. I'm really curious where this all started for you. So I remember going into a comic book store in like 98 and I think that his series, he had two four part miniseries that had come out after the Mark Spector Moon Knight. And like I, I just it was like one of those like what is this you know and I was like eight years old or whatever and I just kind of picked it up and that you know then you start I was like man this is this is awesome so like I liked Moon Knight but I was still like Batman guy but honestly it was the 2006 thing where because like I was in high school you kind of fall out of comics for a while you're chasing girls you're doing all those yep. stuff and like so like for a couple of years I, like yeah I still loved comics. But I wasn't going to the comic book store. I wasn't mm. doing all that stuff. And then, like, I just randomly walked in, and I saw that that Charlie uh, is he. I don't know if it's Houston or Huston. I don't know how it's pronounced. But well, I saw you, that. If if someone wants to wants to write into the show like a I jerk and Huston. correct us, oh, yeah, yeah Chuck, he's spelling it wrong. Yeah, Chuck, if you're listening, call in and let us know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start um, calling him Huston. Huston. So like, I saw that cover. And like, then I saw, you know, at this point I'm like 17 and I'm like, oh, this is a, a, a mature book. This, okay, awesome. So I pick it up and I kind of flip through the pages and it's like brutal. And I'm like, this is comics. Like wh- yeah, right? I, was only, I wasn't gone that long. <laughs> this is Marvel. How are they getting away and with so, this? And then like, I was, I was hooked like just on that. And then, you know, I'd, I'd had, you know, probably a short box full of comic books back then of just like Moon Knight. And I was like, went back and. It it wasn't until the 2006 run that I just like absolutely fell in love with this character and then, you know, proceeded to just even when I got into college, like two years later, like I, I kind of I sold everything I moved. I moved away. So everything I didn't take with me, I kind of just like purged and sold and I was like, whatever. But I still kept up with Moon Knight and I would go to the local store or I would do stuff digital. I may have even illegally downloaded some stuff back then. Um, <laughs> we're, far, we're farther away at this point. I don't Statue of limitations has, has long yeah, passed. Absolutely. Yeah, we're good. So I am about, for anyone who's listening, I am like nine issues short as of this recording to having every issue of so- Solo Moon Knight. Ever oh, made. nice. Nerd alert. Damn. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad. <laughs> You're uh, on the right I, show. I, I have a Werewolf by Night 32. It's graded. I bought it at New York Comic Con. 
in 2018. It was probably the best decision I ever made in terms of like comic collecting because that book is absolutely unattainable now. It is oh yeah, it's tripled yeah. in value. It's tripled in value. I don't do, I don't typically do slab books, but it was like. I was at New York Comic Con. The 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 off. It was just like, oh, come on. this is like fate. Like I got to do it. So that that was the thing because I had moved to digital and and trade paperbacks at that point. Yeah, I'd, you know. And so over over time, since then, I've kind of went back and rebought stuff. So I, I, now I'm having to buy issues of like runs I don't like, and it hurts me. <laughs> and because of the show, like stuff that I could get for you know in the dollar bin is now ten dollars just because it's moon Knight, and it sucks that's even if you can find it like i i'd been reading um some stuff on my uh on my ipad in doing research and then last night i was just feeling restless i was like i'm gonna go to the comic shop and just see if i can find that that 2006 run so i can actually you know sit on the toilet and flip some pages you know and and, classic style i go in there and the bins are just fucking cleaned out like there was one issue of moon Knight. it was Number nine from the uh, from the the run that came out of uh, Ellis and Shalvi. Okay, like, that, that was it. Yeah. That was the only wow. issue, and, and they you know they had little dividers for all the different series, but sure. Moon Knight was cleaned out. So I left yep. with a with a Superman I have, graphic novel. I have exhausted all the comic books within an hour drive from <laughs> my house, yeah. just because like it's because like I don't want to pay exorbitant eBay prices on an issue that sucks and that I don't care that's not like. Some of them I get, like, you know, Marvel Spotlight 28 and 29, it's first solo series, like, or solo story, I get it. Moon Knight number one, 1979 or whatever, Doug Munch, like, I get it, like, that's fine, but, like, this, some of the, they're just, people are just finding ways to, like, oh, well, this is the first appearance of Morpheus. Okay, well, you don't give a shit about Morpheus, so why is he, like, why, you know, oh, yeah, make this book just so they can, Yeah, they can turn it into a key if they say the first something. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a year and the especially since it doesn't sound like they're making a second season as of right now, then uh yeah. you know, the fervor will die down and you can pick them up but when all those people realize they paid 10 bucks for something they didn't actually care about. Yeah, sure. Like, like and buying like, a house. my issue too is that like mine's just good. I I own everything digitally. So I also have the trade paperbacks. I have the omnibuses. And so like, I, this is literally just something to, because that Mark Spector Moon Knight series is, is, is uh, we're getting into nerd territory here. It's so weird because that series was 60 issues and it has never been reprinted in any trade paperback form at all. The only way to read that there's like four or five issues on like comiXology, but the only way to read that entire series is if you own the singles, which is the strangest thing because it's literally the longest Moon Knight series that's ever been made. The second yeah. longest is that that Houston run. It was only thirty one. Yeah. So the one I read was on Marvel Unlimited, and I found that this was true for a, a bunch of Moon Knight stuff. They had like ten issues, ten or twelve issues of that run. So and that's it, huh? Available on there, and that's it. And, it's, and there was a few other ones where it's like, oh, all right, I'll check this one out. It, you know, it says like, you know, like the nineteen, I think it was eighty five one, and had like eight issues. So like, that, that series, that was the seminal series, Doug Munch and Bill Sienkiewicz, yeah. like that, that only went 34. That was the, the whole thing. And then like he had two, like I said, two mini series. There were four issues that Mark Spector Moon Knight was 60. And like it went from the 80s to the 90s. And like the last 10 issues are un unreadable. It's unreadable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want to read this. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's Stephen Platt art, which yeah. is yep. great, you know, but like it's just like it's <laughs> it's awful it's It's, so it's it's steven platt before he refined himself enough to to make like profit or even fighting american like like a like palatable like for me like like early you know 90s steven platt when he was still a marvel was 
is just it's rough. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's I, it's difficult. I had a hard time getting through. I think I read I was reading like issue thirty two or something just because I was like, all right, I don't want to get a flavor of what this is. And uh, yeah, it was uh, I I I couldn't get past how it's just it's it was like he was trying to be uh, Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. Like I think yeah. he, he on the cover it even said Platt after Todd. Oh, he well he might have done an, an homage cover to yeah. one of Todd so, McFarlane's. Yeah, Are you talking? One. There's well, there's Mark Spector Moon Knight fifty seven, which is the Spider Man three hundred homage. Yeah, yes, that is that book is like three hundred dollars. By the way, it's it's worth it, it a was lot the, less than that low- in my mind. I could <laughs> well, not finish the- it. It was it was so ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's the infinite <laughs> it's the Infinity Crusade tie in. So it was like the lowest run of that series. Um, issue 55 is the of that same series was Stephen Platt's first cover at Marvel, I believe, and it's it's five hundred dollar book now too. I, wow. I I had to pay a little bit more before the show came out just because I was like I have to get this or I'll never get it now. But like in my opinion, as bad as that stuff is, there's only two runs that I don't recommend, and that's the Bendis run and the Bemis run. Those runs are terrible. Yeah, I'd heard about but, the Bendis run. I because I, I went back and I and I read a few issues of. Uh, some of the big runs. There were still some that I missed. Like I really want to read the Lemire and Smallwood run because I I've heard such great things about it, but I just didn't get to it. It loosely inspired the show. Yes, I mean I I could see even flipping through it, like like the aspects of the show that it did influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that Bendis run seems real real weird. Where he's like a Hollywood producer and impersonates. Spider-Man and Captain America and Wolverine. And Wolverine. So those are the personalities. That sounds yeah, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I it's saw, not great. I saw the Bemis name, but wh- which series was that? When was that? So that was the most. That was the one right before the most recent one. So it's the legacy. But even though it, oh, it's the yeah. continue, it's the continuation of Ellis, like chronologically. But it starts at like one eighty eight. Even though like the Ellis ended at nineteen or seventeen, yeah, yeah, but like that was like when the when Marvel went and did their like legacy numbering, and so it starts at one eighty eight, and only went to two hundred because it was only it only took like three issues for you to realize that Bemis didn't give a shit, and so he just <laughs> phoned it in. And like, what's crazy is Arthur Harrow is kind of an amalgam of who Arthur Harrow is in the literal one appearance he's ever had in a comic book um, in Fist of Conchu number two, and what the sun King became in, in that Bemis run. Oh, okay. Even th- so it was like they, but like, it's not good. None of it is, <laughs> but I will say, if you want to read moon Knight, check out the current run. It is phenomenal. I'm a little biased because I'm friends with Jed McKay. He's going to be on the show this week. Oh, uh, whoa. This is, this is, yeah. Second time. Sorry. I, I you know, uh, <laughs> well, so, <bloody> it, <laughs> Jeez, what are you, what are you wasting your time with schlubs like us for? Yeah. <laughs> well, you asked, you asked me, <laughs> <laughs> we, we paid your, it's your price, to your no. price tag. Yeah. Um, we know, but we he's going to be writer. on the show and he, he's like, it's, it's unbelievable how he gets the character. He gives his shit. Like truly gives a shit, but what's fascinating about the current run is he's not done any DID stuff because it's there, but we'll get to like why it's good when we talk about the show and why the show sucks. (laughs) <laughs> when I was doing this, I didn't read any of the current one because I was, you know, I had, it's great. Uh, there was a bunch of I've stuff to read great. first off. And, uh, and then I was like, yeah. well, I, 
I was kind of, part of me was just kind of worried it was going to be like, you know, the, the Star Wars, uh, novel adaptation of the movie kind mm-hmm. of shit where they get some hack to just kind of comicatize what they were doing no. on, on screen. Oh, no. In which case, no, 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 no. Yeah. I would just, it would be a waste of my time. Synergy. So no, I, I didn't want to j- do that. J- honestly, that was my biggest fear too, but he started it in July of last year. And again, not to bury the show, but if you watch the show and picked up Moon Knight, it's a night and day difference. You wouldn't, it's unrecognizable. They're not even the same people. Perfect. And so, which, <laughs> yeah. And so like the new series is a perfect place. If you, like it, there's like tidbits of what has happened in his life previously, but like, if you can go into the clean slate and you can be like, this shit's enjoyable. Like I cannot remember the last time I read a comic book and was like feverishly turning the page because there was like this, like I felt like the emotion, like it was intense. I was like, holy shit. Like, who is this person? Who's this person? Because like for the first five issues, somebody's fucking with moon Knight, and you don't know who it is. And then like, there's the big reveal, but like, you're just like, you don't want to skip pages. Cause you don't want to skip to who it is. But like, I, it was, I, I couldn't <laughs> in the last 15 years, I've never done that with a book. Like you read a book, you're like, fine. But I was just like, so invested, like suspense in a book. It was, it's amazing. Nice. It's yeah. I've, I've heard it's great, but I mean, that's one thing that, that when you were talking, Ben, about not being able to hit everything like that, that's actually kind of important in this because mm-hmm. Moon Knight over the years, I didn't realize until researching has had so many different iterations, like, like yes. completely different characterizations, like all together. Yes. And, and they're almost all just called Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> I think there was like five different Moon Knight number ones when I was looking at them. I was like, oh, geez, like, there's like is, eight series. Well, like, what is going on here? That's a Marvel problem, not necessarily. Yeah, a no shit. Problem. Marvel loves their new number ones. Um, but I mean, let's go all the way back to Werewolf by Night number thirty-two, 32. from uh, from oh, I had it. No, I'm just <laughs> from nineteen seventy-five um, by uh, Doug Mensch and uh, Don Perlin. Perlin, whoo, nailed it. Um, so this was a much different Moon Knight than uh, than what we're used to seeing since then. Yeah. As is common with first appearances, like they, they, you know, they don't know who the character is quite yet. And if it hadn't been any sort of, uh, if no one had liked it, he never, you know, never would have appeared again. But like, you draw someone in, and then you're like, oh shit, everyone likes this guy. We need to make a more of a backstory. Fun fact about that issue: it's the only time that Mark is spelled M A R K. Wow, I didn't even pick that up. Werewolf thirty three, it changes to M A R C. Oh, in the next issue, even it changes. Yep. Yep. Wow. Man, I wonder if there was some like big muckety muck somewhere named named Mark Specter, Phil Specter's son they, or something. I love that they use the word like bozo like ten times in that in that <laughs> issue. <laughs> it's like, listen here, bozo. I also love that they use like when he's when I guess it's in the second one in thirty three when he's going after like the big uh, the head of the committee and he's just throwing out like every fat. <laughs> slurry you know, like lard ass or, or lard, lard bar, ass. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't tub, think they're saying lard you know, ass and, and, and fat tub of love yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great absolutely <laughs> what what most people don't know though is he so he's in 30 32 and 33 but he's actually comes back in 37 oh, yeah really? i i thought i had uh i had read that somewhere that yeah. uh no i don't remember what i don't remember because that matter. book that book you could get for a like 25 cents and that book is $150 on eBay now. Yeah, well, because I mean, that's his third I, appearance. Well, and and I can't imagine that there was just that uh, there was a huge number of pressings for 
Werewolf by Night. I mean, that, I'm presuming that was like a B tier book. If that, if that I, don't know. I wasn't yeah. around. I wasn't. I wasn't alive in '75, <laughs> so I can't. I can't speak to that. <laughs> no, John and I were talking about how we were kind of surprised that there was more than 33 issues of that book. It's like, where where does this story go otherwise? What is going on? Yeah, here? and it seemed like even, even when it opens up that, that he's like, you know, you see that he's Jack Russell and he got a curse from his uh, from his dad, but it's like it, like he's sitting there going like, dad. oh no! And, and you're like, wait, but why, why, how, what have you been doing for 31 issues? Like, why, why are you still just like, oh no, I'm a werewolf. Ah. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I accidentally hurt my buddy. I don't know. Yeah, like, exactly. It seems shocking to me. Like, I know, I mean, at least going back to the 50s, like, all of a sudden they, they couldn't use a lot of monsters and blood and stuff. But, like, by that point, you know, like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get how Werewolf by Night was popular enough to last unless it wasn't a popularity game back then. Or maybe comics were just being consumed in some Yeah, no shit. One thing that, that caught me off guard with, uh, with his, I mean, first many appearances i think until until his uh his first solo series in 80 um was his costume how different it was how it had like two-tone pants and it had like like -hmm. little little strips of fabric that like like connected to his gauntlet of capes yeah it was really weird it had a little collar oh yeah yeah they it took him a while to actually find a good suit yeah find the suit that we all that we all know um from the marvel cards i guess but uh um and Correct me if I'm wrong, because I thought I, I thought when I was reading this, I saw that, but I, th- I thought the committee gave him the costume in his first appearance. Yes. Okay. It, okay. Well, so yes. it, got, it got retconned later. Oh, it, yes. all right. Yes. The thing with Moon Knight is he has had a couple of reinventions and one of the few shows that I think could have benefited from being confusing as shit would have been Moon Knight just because you can play to the all of the comics it's like well i don't really know what the fuck's going on and then like every artist has kind of taken their own stab at it it's like well he gets his powers from the moon well he actually no he doesn't ah well he does now and it's just like oh yeah with the waxing and waning is this yeah is this real does he actually have all these multiple personalities does he have any powers at all (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So and I think you could have leaned into that and some, you know, they do that in some runs and some runs they don't. Uh, but yes, like he, a lot of that was retconned as far as, cause he's also a bad guy. And then, you know, he does the swerve in mm-hmm. 33 where he's like, no, we're not going to beat up this dude. I got my money. I he's like, yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. about you. Yeah, he got <laughs> his bread. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He got his bread. Now he can do the right <laughs> yeah. thing. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, uh, as I understand it, basically later on, they set it up so that Frenchie went to the committee and said, like, hey, I made this suit. Uh, you should hire this guy, Spectre, to do yeah. this job. And that was yes. after he was already Moon Knight. See, and, yes. that, and that's why I questioned it, because uh, I, I watched a little, like, a short history of Moon Knight on YouTube. And then it was saying that, that Frenchie did that. And I was like, wait, did I just completely miss that in, uh, in oh, Werewolf no. by Night 32? <laughs> that was a real like, Okay, good. I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and then, you know, he, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of guest appearances in, uh, uh, Marvel spotlight and defenders and Spider-Man. And, uh, I guess the, the, the next big touchstone would have been his first solo series by, uh, by Mensch and, uh, Sinkevich in 1980, which was just Moon Knight. Was it Sinkevich yet? Or was it Perlin? No, it was, uh, it was Sinkevich for that series. Was it? Like okay. they, they'd done, uh, they had also done the, uh, the Hulk magazine backups together. Yes. Where they could yep. do some stuff uh, with uh, 
with, uh, you know, slightly more adult themes. I didn't get a chance to read any of those. I did look at some of them because they had more like painterly colors and, oh, and yeah. it was cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I went and read some issues, uh, from, from that run and I really enjoyed it. Like I was kind of surprised because Sinkevich for me, you know, from late eighties on is, is a very, like, he's a very unique artist and it's not yes. my cup of tea. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like Sinkevich then, but back then he was doing, he was doing a very like Neil Adams style. I like his, I like his covers. I don't necessarily like the pages. If um, that makes with sense. Moon Knight or current Sinkevich? Yeah, just, just, well, just in general. Yeah. But I, I appreciate him and he's also very seminal in, in, in creating that, that look, but this might be blasphemy. He's not a top five artist for me. For, for Moon Knight specifically. Get the fuck out of here! No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I could see that. Opinions are welcome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed that it was more traditional than what I'm used to from Sinkevich. Um, I, yeah. I'm not sure whether it was a good thing or not to, you know, help or harm the uh, the comparisons to Batman. You know, after, after Neil Adams had such a legendary Batman run. But, um... You know, I, I really enjoyed going back and learning all of these things because this is where they gave him the definitive origin where, yeah. you know, he, mm -hmm. he stops Bushman from, from fucking some people up. And then, you know, on death's door, Khonshu brings him back to life. And all of a sudden he's, he creates Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley and, and meets, meets Marlene. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And at that point, they're not all, you know, they're not alter egos. They're just uh, aliases that he uses mm -hmm. to, you know get information from the street or, you know, correct. Hide the fact that he's moon Knight. Yeah. Cause yes. it, it's, it's very much like a, uh, like a play on the shadow, how he had like informants throughout the, the city yeah. and stuff and people he could go to for information, but he is his own informants and having not read, you know, the old moon Knight stuff and knowing more about the, you know, the disassociate, uh, disassociative, such a big word, uh, identity yes. disorder aspect of him that's been so prevalent for the last you know decade or so maybe not quite that much um it was interesting you know I, I wasn't sure where it started and whether back then he he had you know a fractured psyche or not so it's cool seeing seeing that it actually started out much simpler that, that he just created these identities and he wasn't mark specter anymore like, oh, as time goes on it becomes the did but he did not start yeah with the did like you said they were just personas they weren't identities and so as time went on where they're trying to differentiate him from Batman, uh, I don't know whether it was subconsciously or consciously or whatever, that's where he starts getting into like that sort of territory. And then, then they start exploring a lot of his Jewish heritage and, and that his dad was a rabbi. And like they start getting into like that sort of stuff that was, I mean, it was there, but it wasn't like they didn't lean heavily into that until a lot of the Mark Spector stuff. But it was it was probably like the mid '90s when it was like, okay, he's got DID. That's how we're going to go with it forward. Which is kind of a cool shtick. Like, I mean, they had to do. I think it was a good call, where you yeah. could do some interesting stuff with the character, and you know, and it kind of differentiates him. And then he's kind of got that reputation moving forward, even with other superheroes that he meets. That he's nuts. Well, and and like Crazy. If, if you look yeah. at if you look at Batman. You know, Batman is like, sure, he's got his mental problems, but he's just, you know, rageful. He's and, just and, sad and angry. Yeah, yeah. But like with Mark Spector in his origin, he dies at the feet of Khonshu. And then like Correct. he has a conversation with Khonshu and comes comes back to life and then takes the statue home and then starts like, that's different than Bruce Wayne sitting in a study and being like, oh, 
hey, look, there's a bat. I'll become a bat to strike fear. Like this guy, even way, even way back then, had some degree of of mental instability. And like all sure. of a sudden, like he ditches his his actual identity and you know creates two more or three more, and uh, and that's just his life now. And everybody else is stoked too, especially Marlene, because even though she thinks uh, he he killed her father, she does have to comment on the fact that he's so handsome when he's a when he's a corpse. <laughs> that, bro, again, oh, that's, that's the seventies for yeah. you, man. <laughs> It is it, it, to be noted that he kind of, in that whole process, you know, he had kind of stepped away from Judaism a lot. And then that's why, you know, he, there's the stuff with his dad where, you know, he, he's, he saw Judaism as a weakness, per se. And so that's why that didn't work. And it's like, well, Kanchu does work for me. Yeah, and it, yeah I he's can, searching I, for it, something it has, it, it has a tangible thing that I can physically see and touch, yeah. and that's why it does work. Even, but he never stops, you know, being Jewish. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> well, and and you know, and this God like talks directly to him a lot. Yes, yes. So that, uh, but I mean, it, the uh, the what you saw in the show that personification of Kanchu doesn't happen until like Warren Ellis. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that's, I was. Yeah. I was not. Well, never mind. We'll we'll get to it. There's a little bit of uh, of it in the uh, what was it 2011 yes. or whatever the the Vengeance of Moon Knight. Is a little bit, called? yes. But Where he's got the little tiny, the little tiny conchu that he keeps like stepping yeah. on and flicking out at windows well, and stuff. He, <laughs> it, in that 2006 run, he does. He talks to the statue, and then the statue then you know obviously like takes the. Uh, he's like the ghost of Bushman and then all these other things that yeah. he's done. And it's, it's haunting him in a sense and, t- and also taunting him in a way, but like, it's not until the, you know, like you said, 2010, 2011, even that he gets that Conchu gets his own altar persona. Yeah, like, as a, as persona. a form yeah. that isn't the statue. Yes. Yeah. Like a full that, for real talking to him. The bird separately. daddy as yes. we like to call him. Yep. <sighs> that, that bird head. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the look of the bird head. I mean, like as far as Egyptian gods go, like it's, I don't know why it's a s- skull and not like a not skulled bird head, and why it's yeah, like skulls. a regular Egyptian bird <laughs> yeah. head that looks kind of like a I mean, parakeet. I guess skulls are cool, but <laughs> yeah, metal man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, honestly, between the the original Moon Knight series and the uh, 2006 series, I didn't really get a chance to touch any moon Knight. So are there any big highlights or lowlights besides Steven Platt's artwork that came out of that? Like you mentioned there, there was more ex- exploration into his past and his, uh, his Judaism, but like, are, are there any really cool like arcs that you would recommend or things of note that happened to moon Knight in that time? So pre 2006, there's the, there's a four part miniseries called, well, it's called High Strangeness, but on the cover says High Strangers. It was a misprint. Oh, weird. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's neat. It's it, I mean, it's mid nineties, well ninety eight, I guess. Uh, and it's Moon Knight, kind of like exploring MK Ultra. If you're into that sort of oh, stuff. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah, it's only four issues, so I mean, it, it kind of delves into that. Moon Knight on acid. That sounds. <laughs> yeah. that it, sounds it makes so sense. Dangerous. <laughs> the um, the stained glass scarlet stuff from the first run is really good because it's a it's a very it's a it's a really long arc I think it's like seven or eight issues and she's one of the most notable um, rogues for Mark Spector because she's a nun and 
she kills people and so it's it's a very nice dynamic it's it's a little bit similar to like what daredevil does with um oh the, the i forget the the nun's name uh i'm drawing a blank i don't remember either it's very but daredevil yeah, yeah. And, and didn't she i mean there was there was some there was some mystery whether or not she was his mom or was she actually his mom well, it, in the in the mo- in the most recent storyline in the comics, it's Typhoid Mary, and so she also has yeah. DID, by the way, um, mm-hmm. and so she has suppressed that one and become a thing. She becomes the wife of uh, Wilson Fisk. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, Red so, Devil's Reign, at least, but but that's yeah, that that's, that's following up I'm the entire about. series. Yeah. Yes. yes okay. Yes. yes. I love that story. So, like, yeah, I mean, read the volume one. Um, Mark Spector Moon Knight's gonna be really hard to find. There's a lot. There's a lot of like cool stuff in there, like interesting. A lot of it is, you know, they take risk, they take some chances. Some of it hits, some of it doesn't. But if you are a, if you're somebody who's like, man, I really want to get into Moon Knight, start with the the 2006 run, because or or don't, I don't know, because that might color you. Because for a long time, the older I got, the more I appreciated the stuff that came afterwards, because of how violent it was. And then like, that's literally the most violent moon Knight has ever been yeah, and probably ever will be. And so that kind of colors your perception going forward that like, okay, he's not going, I mean, he still kills people. Don't get me wrong. Um, which is a huge difference between him and Batman. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the only start with 2006, skip Bemis, skip Bendis. And then there's really no, and then go read to the and, uh, and Lemire. Yeah, and McKay is unbelievable, oh, yeah. and it, you know, and, and you'll you'll dig the art too because it is it is crazy. It's Alessandro Capuccio. He's Italian. First Marvel project he's ever done, mm-hmm. and then Rochelle, Rochelle uh, Rosenberg does the coloring, and she does this thing with Moon Knight that is it's unbelievable. There's like a green aura, and I, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's just it's like ethereal in a way. It yeah, kind of like, makes oh, like moonlight. Yeah, it yeah, it's it's dope. Like it's it's they put their own unique spin on the costume. It's still the old it's the black and white, which is not my favorite, but um the Mr. Knight is so fucking cool and dapper and suave and just like what he's supposed to be. Yeah, Cuz you don't see Mar- you don't see Mark Specter but like twice in this current run because when he's a civilian he's Mr. Knight and beating people's asses he's Moon Knight. So like I, I remember the new series coming out number one, and like somebody saying like you have to get it, and I feel like I, I think it was like that week I had a huge load of comics, and I was stressing about money, and I was like, okay, what what can go back on the rack? And I think I put it back, um, but I but I'll I'll definitely go go check it I out if, if I can find number it. one. Holy shit! <laughs> no wonder to you get fair. that guy on your show. You're like, hey, I bought twenty eight of your fucking comic books. <laughs> to be fair, we we partnered with a with a buddy of mine's podcast, the Twisted Cape. Shout out, um, and we get we did a giveaway for like fifteen issues of those. So oh, I didn't yeah. keep twenty eight issues. Nice. I, I bought them. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but yeah. I gave I gave them. a lot of them away because I wanted people to read people who weren't going to go buy it, and I was like wanted people to read it. So I I do that yeah. with certain graphic novels or, or or books sometimes. Like I've always got an extra like Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury in case somebody's never heard of him. Like here, take it. I, I almost bought uh, New Frontier last night for that same reason. I saw it in the <laughs> used bookstore. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I would love to pass this off to somebody. Or Captara, I had like five copies of that just to, just to give it away. Um, I've, still got, I've still got a couple extra number ones, but I'm holding on to them. Because it went to a third printing, if that tells you anything. Yeah. 
And sometimes those second and third printings can can end up just as valuable if they're uh, smaller runs and they're not they're not around. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I think the first seven issues I know at least hit second printing or more. It's it it was fuck. M- and they're still Marvel's, not around. It was yeah, it was one of Marvel's best books, and I think the the July the issue number one was only beaten by X Men. It beat everything else that came out that month. Really, fucking X-Men. yes. It's doing good. Well, it's John, it's Jonathan Hickman and all that stuff. So, anywho, Ugh, X-Men. What is it that draws you to Moon Knight? Like, what of Moon Knight's traits are the one that makes you, you know, hang your your flag on him? Well, before the show, it was because I have always been a person who's never really fit in anywhere, and despite kind of trying to fit in, you know, like. Moon Knight's he's he was in the Avengers it, it, it you know yeah. didn't work all of his all of his friends he kind of pushed away because he was kind of a dick you know but like I I don't know I, he's just he's an oddball he's different and he kind of just does he does what he wants he doesn't you know what we all aspire to be like I'm not living by the law I'll do what the fuck I want you know yeah. but like he was the personification of that and it very much was like okay what if Batman just like killed all of his rogues and like didn't care. And then there was the stuff with the DID where it's like, he might be a little crazy. He might be, but he's also weird. And I've, you know, my entire life, I've always been weird because it's like, you know, oh, you like that? Or you like this? Or it's like, you know, especially when, you know, oh, you like comics? You actually read comics? You don't just watch movies? Like, you know, so. <laughs> and, and so that I think that's a lot of what it was is like, he's just, he's a different, he's odd. He's under the, he's not mainstream. He's not. You know, he wasn't he's not Spider-Man. Batman. Yeah, he's not Batman, but he like he wasn't Spider-Man. He was the C-lister. He was kind of just like and I think a lot of the the aura of like no one knows who this fucking guy is but me. So like I'm gonna make him my guy. And then yeah. as time goes on, you get further and further into the rabbit hole and then until he becomes your guy, almost to the sense that it's like I kind of talked about it on my podcast where like the innocence of my fandom died the night before the show came out. And it's not necessarily <laughs> a bad thing because everyone knew who he was. But at that point, I didn't know how terrible the show was going to be. Um, but it was kind of like I, I was the guy that everybody came to in like in, in group circles and friend circles. where it's like, oh, man, I want to know about this guy. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, I, I'm like, I get super excited to tell people. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. But n- now it's just like, oh, my God, here, let me tell you what actually Moon Knight actually is. So yeah. it's, I don't know. It's honestly a lot of it just came from b- him being weird, him being different and not fitting in and kind of just wa- like I've always kind of been the guy that went to the beat of my own drum. Like, I've never been the guy that oh everyone's doing this. OK, well, I'll do what I want to do. So it's a lot of I saw a lot of myself in that, even though, like, I don't practice religion in any way whatsoever, but if it was going to be one, it would be like a, some sort of mythology. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it'd be the one where the God is talking to you and telling you to kill people. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, and that, that's that's be interesting. <laughs> that's interesting that you connect to Moon Knight because you know there there's so much mystery and so much oddity behind him. When I think that like that could have even been just like inadvertent because over the years, so many different people had their own takes on Moon Knight. Like, I wonder yeah. how many people have connected with Moon Knight for that very reason, you know, or like they connect with a certain era of Moon Knight or so. I, I don't know. It's that's really interesting to me because like I connected to him visually, not knowing anything about his character. Right. And uh, like he is he is a very mysterious, intriguing character, like on on a lot of different levels. 
Like more and than now, I, than I he's knew. Very complex. He's very complex. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that by watching the show, but he's a very complex guy. <laughs> well, well, what are you talking about? He he argues with himself, and 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 he's in a psychiatrist's office on death on death's door. That's complicated. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I like about Moon Knight is that he's uh, he's just such an unrepentant badass. Like he's just like I'm going to come here and I'm going to kick your ass, and uh, that's that. Like like the whole I wear white. So there they, it is. So I was about they, to say it. Yeah, so that they see me coming because, like, I want them to look at me and just uh, shit their pants. Yeah. Because uh, I don't care. Go ahead, shoot at me. Try and stab me. Try and kick my ass. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck you up. Yep. I love well, that attitude. And you yep. know, it's it's oh, yeah. it's interesting when you compare that to you know, like like you you look at Moon Knight doing that and you go, that's what Batman should be doing. Like Batman, you're a fucking idiot if you're just locking Joker up. Like because he's got this, you know, this this holy crusade where he's like, oh, I can't become like them. But you're like, it's fun to see a character who's actually just doing it. He's like, no, this is what I should be doing. Like this this guy is fucking killing people. He should be dead. And There's a reason why people love Punisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. it's it's refreshing to see to see a to see a a Batman esque character who's doing what everyone thinks he should be doing. And that's coming from the Superman fan who like, you got to do what's right because it's right. Like, I'm sick of seeing Batman have an argument with one of his sidekicks about how you should be killing the Joker because how many, you know, how many deaths are on your head now? Like, because it's true. Kill the fucking Joker. Somebody kill the fucking Joker, please. Can you, can you just kill the fucking Joker? (laughs) Like Moon Knight would. Yeah, but then, but what happens is when you kill your entire rogues gallery, you got nobody to fight when. (laughs) Sounds great. I mean, Christian Bale Batman would would love that because then he wouldn't have to be Batman yeah. anymore. Well, th- then you start sure. killing other people's rogues galleries. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, go help Spider Man yeah. out. Kill Green Goblin, and then and then Spider Man goes, "Oh, now I now I have to fight you because you killed somebody." It's like, eat shit. I'll tiptoe around some spoilers, but in like issue ten of the most recent run, he he confronts somebody and basically puts this person in a in a container and has a way for uh, concrete to go into it. And he's like, I need answers. Right. You know, and he has his, he has his friends with him and they're like, you, you know, you can't do this. And he's just like, well, but he, he told you what you needed. He's like, yeah, but I don't give a shit. I'm <laughs> like, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna fill it up with concrete. I don't give a fuck about this guy. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that's moon Knight. So good. He's absolved himself. He, he can die with a clean <laughs> conscience. Yeah, exactly. How about we uh, we go take a break and then we come back and we get into this fucking TV show and uh, and some regular business. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Cortland and I'm Brandon. And in our podcast, we take apart each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, scene by scene, and discuss it in detail. This show is prime early 90s Canadian acting at its best, or in some cases worst. We're here to laugh our way through seven seasons and 91 episodes. So whether you're a fan of the show, Dink, the boo, boo, boo. No, mister, accent on the go. Hi, Andy. Won't you come play with me? Hey, we're just having a goof. Or experiencing it for the first time. We know there's nothing better than staying up all night with a scary story. Welcome back, everyone. How was everyone's break? I've never had to pee during a podcast, like stop and pee. It's nice. Wait, like you've, you've never felt the need to or you've never had the opportunity to do it? 
when we do our podcast, the entire thing is one take, no breaks. Oh, woof. I like that we built in a break, you know, because it, it also it also helps like e- either if I need to pee or if I need to get a drink or something like I, I like having a little breaky break. Yeah, sometimes we just sit here for two seconds and look at each other and then go back into it. If we yeah. don't actually need to take a break, but it's nice to have it built into the show. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think early on, like shit, three and a half years ago at this point, uh, we we had discussed possibly doing like fake commercials, like producing them ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, and clearly we never did that. Um, but we started running like retro commercials before we started advertising other people's shows. But yeah, I like, I like having the break. I like having a little chance to just clear my head or cloud yeah, it absolutely. up either way. All of ours is one long take unless we, unless Jacob does like a weekly weird, which is like this thing where he gets to talk about weird shit that's pre-recorded, <laughs> but, like really weird shit. Well, and, and one thing that, that I, uh, that I enjoyed or that I respected when we were on your show was the structure of it. Like you guys, you guys plan, you, like you guys have a plan when you go into yeah. it and, um, we could use maybe not, not something so detailed, but, but, but at least like a skeletal structure. Cause sometimes we do get a little rambly. Because, like, yeah. I guess a little rambly. Yeah. You guys had re- have really good chemistry between the two of you too. Like you yeah. just bounce off each other very well. Well, thank you. <laughs> anyway, let's stop talking positively about something and start talking about Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right can you we know call it that actually yeah. so what i what i want to do is i want to start off with something positive about the tv show okay so it came out on disney plus what uh a month and a half ago, ago two months ago march 30th um and i honestly really enjoyed the first episode for the most part i thought that the idea of of how you know like stephen grant at that point he wasn't insufferable yet you know, it was, it was an interesting character. You're like, okay, he's chaining himself to a bed. He thinks he sleepwalks because he ends up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We know, being comic book fans, that like, oh shit, yeah, when, he's, when he doesn't know it, he's out there kicking ass. He's fucking Moon Knight, yeah! And for the most part, I thought their, uh, their transitions in time were interesting. Rather than, like, watching him switch to Mark Spector and beat a bunch of guys up, get in a van and, like, you know, making his getaway... All of a sudden they just do a time jump and you're still with Steven. You're like, oh shit, like shit happened. This is really cool. I thought it was a very interesting episode. Um, shitty CGI notwithstanding. Ugh, it was so bad. I would agree that it was a cool concept for a first episode. Mm-hmm. And and one that I wouldn't want to see it the whole time because, you know, it's a it's Moon Knight. So I want to see him kick some ass. And so cutting away and jumping back every time he's kicking ass is kind of lame. But for a first episode, it kind of builds the mystery. There's a little bit of, you know, ooh, what's going on? Uh, yeah. And, and, and you lets you progress organically to that point. Um, but I don't think they, unfortunately, they didn't pay it off with actually giving us a, a good amount of Moon Knight kicking ass. Yeah. So, Alex, the Moon Knight fan, anything good to say about this TV series to lead? I will, I'll, before I, <laughs> I, I bury the shit out of for this, you, I will say vis- I eviscerate it. <laughs> I think that there is a good show buried somewhere in there, but mm-hmm. what we actually got was a empty hollow shell version of what Moon Knight and what the show was. Soulless, you could say, like most things it, from Disney. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I, I did not hate the first episode. Uh, I had a ton of critiques, but that was just yeah. me being like very, very, very like close to the source material or whatever. Yeah. As nerds do. 
I was never going to like the 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 their take on Stephen Grant. It's just because yeah. it's it's so out of left field. Uh, I I didn't necessarily hate it at first. It was just it was a lot to get used to. I don't find the majority of what f- Disney or Marvel Disney finds funny. I don't find it funny, and so yeah, I concur. I I I struggled a lot with the humor of the entire thing. Um, but I think I think Oscar Isaac did as good as he could have done with what he was given. That was going to be my my positive critique on it was that the uh, the performances were good. Oscar Isaac, I think, with what he was given did a great job portraying it. Like his, his ability to switch between personas and, and act with himself yeah. and his just general portrayal was, you know, the acting was solid if, if not the script beneath it. Yeah. Um, and, and same sure. thing with Ethan Hawke. I thought Ethan Hawke brought a good performance to it. I think his character didn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time. But, oh my God. Everything wrong with Harrow was not Ethan Hawke's fault. I think Ethan Hawke yeah, did yeah, a right. good job with the acting thing. Yeah, which yeah, unfortunately is another trend that Marvel movies has. They have fantastic actors, great directors, bringing in wonderful performances um, of poop. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. the, the problem the problem is in the writing and the concept that Oscar Isaac, given something uh, better to work with, like would have been brilliant. Like like if they if they, I mean, not to just say like oh they should have adapted the uh, the original story like beat by beat. But if they had done something more like that, Oscar Isaac would have been a perfectly suitable Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant. Um, but like the decision to just go like super timid, meek, weird, Ugh. bumbling British man. Oh my God, you're so irritating. And it was. I, I will mean, say, here's another thing. That that fight at the very end of episode one where he's beating the dog shit out of that jackal gave me chills. I was like, this is legit. Yeah. And then we never saw anything like it again. See, yeah. I, I had a problem from the very be, I mean, the very first time you see Moon Knight, even in the trailer with that whole like CGI, like bandages coming up all over him. Like I, yeah. like it lost me almost immediately with that because like, I don't, I don't like CGI. I don't like CGI when it's unnecessary. Oh, you mean you don't like Thor having a CGI eye patch instead of a $5 eye patch at the dollar store? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. I mean, it goes back to like fucking, I remember Superman Returns having, there's a couple shots of them where they like tried to do a CGI double when they could have just as easily done a blue screen. Like they, it, it was, I don't know. It's well, maddening sometimes. And we, and we brought, I brought it up on the other show that the freaking ice cream truck scene mm-hmm. where the oh, a thing comes God. off the top Our of the logs. ice cream truck and it's like, why are you... Make a foam fucking ice cream cone. It, it it had to have cost less than doing it with CGI. Like it's not uh, yeah, not fucking. And then hard like I do. saw stuff where Oscar Isaac was like, "Oh man, I love being in the suit." Bitch, you were never in the suit. Yeah, not once. <laughs> I mean, he was probably in a green screen suit with a bunch of balls all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, that that part was frustrating to me from the beginning, yeah. especially after going back and reading the comics where. The Stephen Grant persona, it, like, like if you would have asked me British, years huh? ago, yeah, like I would have said Mark Spector was the dashing, you know, whatever, um, uh, billionaire or whatever. And, and then, you know, Jake Lockley was, okay, he's, he's a cabbie, he's street level. I wouldn't have known what Stephen Grant was, but so it was, um, yeah, it was interesting to have, you know, like badass adventurer, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, weird, bumbling, moron, British guy with no sense. I hadn't spent that much time with um, Stephen Grant in the comics, so like I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for him. Necessarily, he's the, he's he's the front, he's the billionaire, yeah, he's, he's like the Bruce the, Wayne, yeah, the area yeah. that classy guy. But 
I had spent some time in the comics with Mr. Knight and watching that bumbling British douche as Mr. Knight was in fear. I haven't even think about that. In my life, I'm I'm going to be 33, and I say this with no hyperbole. I have never (laughs) been so infuriated than I was with the Mr. Knight reveal. I fucking hated it so much. They that that killed the entire show for me. It never because I'm I'm easy to win over. I'm hard to win back. And yeah. you fucked me in episode two with the Mr. Knight stuff. And you never won me back. And I it, like by episode four, I was no longer looking forward to the show. I just wanted to watch it to get it over with. About my favorite fuck fucking comic book character of all time. And that's how I felt. You know that's interesting is I feel like I've talked to several people where for whatever reason, episode four was is the point where they're just like, I'm already this far in, so I guess I gotta finish it. And I've been like, I felt the same way. Like I think after I'll, after, I'll after this, episode the three, end of like episode, a, the end of episode four was probably the the that last like fifteen minutes when he wakes up and he's in the mental in, mental institution. It's probably the best part of the show. And it's crazy what fucking happens when you literally just pull from the source material and you lean into the weirdness of it instead of trying to get cute and put your own terrible spin on a character. Like it just, I I get so aggravated with just adaptations in general. Like what the fuck's the point if you're, because all right, I'm unhinged at this point now. (laughs) So, so the the biggest problem outside of like what they've done because they've literally butchered the character like and I, I'll, I'll preface it by saying if if anybody who's listening to the show likes the show good for you awesome yeah. that's good for you I hate it I think it's a heaping pile of dog shit I hate it so much the further I get away from it the more I hate it like it just aggravates <laughs> the shit out of me because because first impressions are everything and to a lot of people this is Moon Knight but like. Yeah. That's not like that. Nothing about what you saw represents what Moon Knight actually is. Like, no, like the essence and core of that character does not exist in this show. And it's like that. That's where my frustration comes in because you can watch a Captain America, you can watch Thor, like whatever. Like they do a lot of things differently than the comics, and it's 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 asinine to think of a one to one ratio. It's that's that you can't do that. But you can retain what makes the character the character. And they didn't do that. That's not Moon Knight. There is no Moon Knight in the MCU. What they have is it doesn't exist. Like, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a guy claiming to be Moon Knight and portrayed as Moon Knight, but that's not Moon Knight. The, the biggest concern with that is if it does end up bringing a lot of fan, you know, a lot of people that enjoyed the show that now want to read the comic, is there going to be a push to make that Moon Knight? Uh, Marvel's done uh, a, a pretty good job of separating the two. They, they occasionally sprinkle stuff in you know um like uh, they changed like the the mainline avengers kind of represented more of like what the mcu was rather than you know like you know so they've done sort of those things but like they're and they're doing cosmetically too yes protect jed at all cost is my thing like let leave him alone and let him do what he's doing because the sales in the book are like are great right now. So like, let's just now maybe when Jed's done, like in whatever, whenever he jumps off the book, maybe the new writer will have to do this. And like, cause that costume is based off of the universe X, which is like of all the fucking costumes to, to choose from. Why in the hell would you do that? Like it, I understand from, from an aspect of like, okay, Conchu gives him this, like, this, like I get it, like whatever. But like, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, he's not fucking Iron Man. Like, People are like, well, he doesn't want to lug around a suit. Why? Why not? Well, you can also have it to where he can get a suit. Well, but because like you, uh, <laughs> Marvel, the MCU seems to hate 
suits that don't come up, that don't come apart into uh like nanobots or something like everybody's got that suit now like spider-man even has that spider-man doesn't even yeah. have a normal suit anymore he's got one that he like presses a button and like just comes out of fucking nowhere oh, they're they're gonna bring daredevil back and he's gonna have a tony stark nanobot suit too. yeah like those fucking like the time helmets that they had in in endgame it's like where what why don't you just have them put helmets on it's not that big of a fucking deal. Oh yeah, deal, especially guys. since the CGI didn't track on on a few scenes. Like it's it's infuriating. It's, like, it, like going back yeah. to yeah, my 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 hatred of CGI that's unnecessary and doesn't look good. Like you can you can tell the difference. I don't know if if yeah. kids that grew up with CGI can't, but I mean, oh, it's practical effects, okay. man. Like sometimes even if they end up being cheesy, like they kind of just work better. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you know? there's things you need CGI for if you want to do something. Absolutely. And that's that's where you use it, but it shouldn't Dinosaurs. be. It shouldn't be the default for every single yeah. thing you need to do. Well, it it shouldn't be. You shouldn't need to use CGI to have Spider-Man landing on the ground with a woman in his arms, like in in uh, No Way Home. Like yeah. it looked like such fucking dog shit. It, it, like it's so <laughs> clearly fake. Especially if you're not going to put the money into it to make it nice. Which is what they did with Moon Knight, which is frustrating that they put this out there, but like they clearly weren't interested in making an investment in making it look good because the CGI was terrible. I think Conchu looked good at times. Yeah, when it was uh, dark. There's the, and when and like well, there's the yeah, the hallway scene where he like like yeah, yeah like that looks great. Yeah, the but flashing like, light, that was good and creepy. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, like the hippo looked fine, but yeah, yeah. it was an it was unnecessary, but her voice like, was I, not fine. Oh my god! Why in God's name would an ancient Egyptian god that hasn't even seen anyone come to the afterlife in a long time because there's nobody out there worshiping Egyptian gods anymore talk like a contemporary British teenager? Like, yeah. what, what the yeah. fuck is going on? What is happening here? Why is this a thing? Like aesthetically, the Mister Knight suit was almost perfect. Oh, it looked it looked great. I loved it, and the I think I think I they did, did have like... a practical suit for that too. It, I don't think that suit was CGI all the time. I think they had a practical suit for it. Yeah, the eyes were the only thing that yeah. were CG. Yeah, um, doing a Deadpool. The eyes only thing. thing I didn't like about it was the stitching across the mask because in the he doesn't have that in the comics, yeah. and I guess it's to represent like the the like the the split personalities but like it's unnecessary that like it does deep. It, looks, it looks dumb it looks that's, dumb <laughs> that's kind of the whole thing about having two of them i think that represents the split personalities really well yeah let's get into let's get into that <laughs> um you know marvel makes a lot of mistakes they do a lot of things that are good right and like this is not me hating on marvel but we have seen over the course of the last five or six years like you remember when like Winter Soldier came out and like it was like a spy espionage thriller and it felt different. And then like Guardians came out and that was the first movie that really kind of leaned into that humor and stuff. And then like now I like I like Thor Ragnarok. Um I I I didn't really love the first two movies, but like Thor is my favorite like cosmic hero, but like I really enjoyed Ragnarok. So that worked for Thor because you we saw that the serious tone didn't work in the first two movies. But <laughs> but now everything is like the exact opposite of what Marvel Comics is, right? Like you can read a fucking Nova book, you can read a Spider-Man, you can read Moon Knight, you can read Ghost Rider, and they all feel different, yet they all live in the same universe. Whereas if you do the MCU, everything is so fucking cut and yeah. paste and just like yeah. one flavor. And it sucks. It sucks because the tone of Moon Knight, I'm not saying that he needed to be like super brutal, but it needed to feel more like what Daredevil Netflix did than it does yeah, absolutely. like... Shang-Chi or whatever. 
The, I was it, like, like it does like the Mar- the the Marvel formula. I mean, it's the MCU's it got sucks. a sh- fucking shtick now. You still haven't seen the, the new Doctor Strange, but like I came out of it, like I enjoyed it, but uh, I, I it's, liked it. it's exactly but, what I expect out of a Marvel movie. And if I went in expecting anything but that, I would have been disappointed. I liked Doctor Strange more because I just came off the heaping pile of dog shit that was Moon Knight, <laughs> so my expectations were real low. <laughs> so like if, <laughs> but uh, you know, I have my own issues with that. You know, you have a, a movie called Multiverse of Madness, and you don't really deal with the multiverse all that much. But whatever. That, um, that's been my problem with, with with Disney yeah. and the MCU for a long time now. Like I've referred to it often as the joke joke punch method. And and you or know the, like the like you said CU. Yeah, well like like at, at, especially <laughs> after Guardians. And and personally Ragnarok isn't my cup of tea. We're 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 like the rarity that liked Dark World. I get why people didn't, I guess, but I like, liked it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. But but I mean like I I wanted I think the first time I really experienced this disappointment was when I saw Doctor Strange. Like the first one, I thought that should have been the one to break the mold and to actually do something a little more serious, a little more dark. And instead they turned him into like diet Tony Stark and, and it just, it killed me inside. And now when I see this stuff, like, like I'm, I'm kind of disinterested in, uh, in Marvel stuff because I, I really just want them to branch out in some way. And I understand why they don't from a business perspective, but I mean, like, because you just, get stuff like Morbius, if you. If. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Morbius or the Venom Even, flicks. You know, but. Honestly, I would be, I would be happy if they came out with something. If they tried something new, if they took a risk, it'd suck if it failed. But I'd be glad they. Oh, but they, did but it they at did. Least. Kevin Feige will tell you that uh, Moon Knight's the most adult thing they've ever done, and that Doctor Strange is a horror movie, and he's a f- fucking liar. Like, <laughs> like I he's mean, wrong in the in the eyes of Disney. Maybe I guess. Sure. I, mean, I think that's the problem is that it. it's is that it's Disney and it, you know if it's Marvel stuff it's got to be on Disney Plus and if it's on Disney Plus it has to appeal or at least be appropriate for eight year olds. But why? Because Disney. That's why. That, that's yeah, but just, the, the Netflix stuff's on there now, so yeah, all maybe the maybe shows. give it give it a couple years for their for their production slate to catch up. I mean, maybe maybe they will start yeah. putting something out, but I, I doubt it. I mean, so so John, what was uh, I don't know if this is it, but what was your favorite thing about the Batman? The Batman. Oh, the, I mean, my favorite part of the, I, I don't know. I was trying to think of it. I was yeah. like, I, I don't know. It was really good. But the, the standout thing for me was the, was the sound, the audio okay. and the, and the soundtrack and Not like, what like I was shooting audio, for, audio engineering. I know that, that was the thing. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what are you looking for? I think one of the things I love that I know we both liked about it was the amount of Batman you got. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. And you know what you don't get in Moon Knight? A lot of Moon, Moon Knight. Knight. Holy shit. Like yeah. I was hoping I didn't have to calculate it myself. And thankfully there was a dude on Reddit that did it for me. Yeah. Went and calculated it up. Answer, but is it 23 minutes? It's just over eight. <laughs> oh wow. It, and that's he to be fair, that's that's not counting um the, you know, he's not counting recaps. Like if you if you because oh, the recaps okay. are pretty moon night heavy. That's such bullshit. But uh yeah. well, eight minutes of screen time. Eight. Does that include Mr. Knight and Moon Knight? Yes. And what and what's uh, the, not, the total runtime of the show? Because it was six episodes and they were generally about, about 45 40 minutes long. Yeah. Except for the season finale was 42 minutes. Yeah, Angelina w- was watching. She's like, "Oh, how long is this one? Is this extra long?" Click. Nope. It's the shortest finale they've ever had. The totals came out. Moon Knight had three minutes and twenty-five seconds of screen time, and Mister Knight had four minutes and thirty-nine seconds. Uh-huh. Now, listen. I'll say this. Part of the thing about Moon Knight as a character is like some of the most interesting things that he does in the comic books does not involve 
the punchy punchy beat up. But some of the, you know, you kind of expect a little punchy punchy beat up, right? Like it's a fucking comic book show. And we did, we got literally like three scenes, right? We got the, the jackal in the bathroom. We got the, the, the dumb one with Anton Mogart. Yeah. Um, all right. Like, I, I didn't really, I didn't really understand that part. And then I guess the end, right? Like that's it. That's well, the yeah, only ones I can think. I mean, from like episodes four and five, there's, I mean, Conchu was no locked up, so there's no Moon Knight at all for thirty yep. percent of the series. And in the first one, there's barely any Moon Knight. So I mean, it's like yeah, the second episode he had that like quick moment before he turned to Mister Knight, right? Like on the yeah. rooftops. Yeah. So it's just like there's just these little snippets of it, and you never get White to Deadpool. see Moon Knight. I mean, you barely get to see him fighting people, and uh, I don't know. It's just like. It doesn't need to be that. And I'm, you know, like when going into this, I was kind of hoping for like a more psychological thriller, maybe like something. And they, they kind of tried to do that, but it was so kid gloves, not interesting. You know, <laughs> I, I would have wanted, well. I would have wanted either more like traditional superhero fare with more Moon Knight beating people up with the moon copter, with Frenchie, with yeah. Marlene and, 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 you know, like, like the, the, the characters just all on front street, like, like, like back in the 1980 series or go full, you know, like have that psychiatry office from the very beginning, like open the show with that and go in that direction. Yeah. But what we got was, was just a, a peepy petered down. Uh, I don't even know what I'm not even making sense anymore. Words that, that, uh, that like I can't show. describe. Yeah. It, it was just, it was tough because like, again, it wasn't Moon Knight. You're dealing with you're dealing with a character who fucking kills people. So I'm I'm in the third episode. You know that when they there's that whole thing where they're they're going to Anton Mogar and they're like they're looking at this trying to piece all this shit together because uh, Harrow gets the scarab and it's like okay so what the fuck are we doing like what what your main character what's his what what what's the objective. What like are we trying to find the tomb before them? Because you don't you don't have the scarab, they have the scarab, right? So they're going, they know where it's at. So why don't you just fucking follow them? Why do you have to f- get there before them? Because when you get there, what are you gonna do? And not to no, mention, no, like he, like Harrow, like you saw him digging, and then you see Mark and Steven and whatever going to going to Anton uh, Mogart, and then all of a sudden Harrow shows up. Like I need to stop you. It's like no, you don't. You're there. Like just go yeah. go get your shit. What are you doing? Exactly. Why are you bothering exactly. with these people? I got to say, man, jeez. Oh, Hopefully people don't mind. Uh, well, you know, I bet everybody agrees with all this, so they're, they're happy to hear I don't know, man. About it. That's what oh. I was telling you before Ooh. we started. Like, I, I've gotten <laughs> into arguments with people on Twitter where, like, that's fine if you like it, but, like, it's not this fucking masterpiece that you think it is. No. Like, there no, is a God lot no. of legitimate flaws that if you take off your MCU color glasses, because I have been accused that I'm too close to the material. And I think that's a bunch of horseshit because if there's some, if there's anybody on this earth that should like the Moon Knight show and who you should be appeasing, it's me. And I know that sounds extremely entitled, but like, again, we've, as we've discussed, I've been flying this flag for, for however long I've been reading Moon Knight, but like, I'm the guy that you should, like, if I like it, then that's the character. But like what you gave me, instead you have turned the people who love the character the most away and given us this vanilla fucking version that is unrecognizable to me. Yeah. Well, that's the problem is they don't want to do that. They want everybody to love it but you're never but that's you can't like it's it's an impossible task so so you're the casualty get the fuck I, I out of here that's nerd their goal. Um, and you talked about you talked about marlene so marlene was in the show except she wasn't what? Yes. yeah <laughs> I, I, called, wasn't her name layla or something layla like so did you why know, didn't you okay, just call I don't know if you know did you know that 
Her okay, so Layla's not a character. They created Layla for the show, but her dad is a real comic book character called the Scarlet Scarab who teamed with the Avengers in like the 1970s. But no one in the world would have ever known that when she turned into the fucking Scarlet Scarab in the last episode. No one in the world knows that. Oh, is that, that who she but, was? Yeah, exactly. Exactly she my w- point. She so wasn't like, very scarlet. <laughs> she was very golden. I don't she know how much more longer we're going to talk on this, but I don't know how you all felt about WandaVision, but I felt slighted in the sense that like you can mention something one time as a nod, but when you constantly mention something and make nods to a specific character and that character never shows up, you have, I, 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 I find it as a form of disrespect to your audience. Like the whole Mephisto thing. Like everybody thought Mephisto was going to show up because they always talked about the devil. And if you know, Scarlet Witch, you know, her history with Mephisto. So whatever, blah, blah. They didn't do it. Fine. Okay. They literally did the same thing with the Jake Lockley. Okay. They kept yeah. the, the entire fifth episode where they're running through the insane asylum talking about being complete. The entire presence, the entire point of that whole episode is leading up to the reveal. You even see the motherfucker in the sarcophagus, the sarcophagus right yep. when they get like right there. So the entire point of that episode is for Mark Spector and Steven and Jake Lockley to be complete, to have all three of your parts together and you become complete. And then you don't show him. It's like, oh, well, he's going to show up at the end in the big fight. And he fucking doesn't. And you, you have that carrot. It's literally that, that Geico commercial where that guy has the fishing pole with the dollar and he's just sitting there wrangling it. Like, that's literally what that is. And it's infuriating to the point to where when you do show him in the post credit scene, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares anymore? Yeah. Because you, you blew it. Because there is a, you can wait too long for your reveal. And they yeah. did. I think we could spend a second talking about the end of this show. Because, I mean, A, it didn't really have an end until the post credit scene, which is a really stupid yeah. place to resolve your plot. I don't, I don't know who the fuck had that idea. Jeremy Slater, that's who. He's the writer. Uh, also, everything about the end of this movie is also ridiculous and um, nonsensical. The end of this series made n- no sense at all. It was just so full of bullshit holes. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know how they look at that and they go, yeah, that's, that's how we're going to end this. So the questions I was left with, what, why is the hippo goddess, I don't remember her name, contacting her? Like, Mar- but at that point, like, Mark's not even with the hippo goddess. Like, the, the, it, did he say, hey, go call my girlfriend? Like, how, how are they even getting connected? She uh, also said she didn't want to be an avatar. Yeah, right? Like, ten seconds before she became one. And then she sees the Osiris dude, and she's like, yo, you need to put this bitch back in the bottle. And, and she, and he's, he's like, oh, well, we need more avatars, uh, and it has to be here. And then he dies. So she, she illustrated, she had no idea how to lock, um, who's her face alligator lady back up. And then 10 minutes later, she's like, all right, here, cool. Let me do the ritual. Like, how the fuck do you know what the ritual is? Also, you only have two avatars. Like that did you, is that all you needed was the two? Uh, it's just, it's just dumb. It just I remember really the scene. No remember the scene where they all go in and they're doing that the council and like Mark Spector's like you know Harrow's trying to raise I'm and yeah. like basically Arthur Harrow comes in and like everyone's like oh he's so cunning no he's not he didn't fucking do anything he just said no nah, I'm not doing it and they're like okay bro that's cool yeah. oh, and they're like oh he's not well he's mentally unstable which by the way doesn't really help the the stigma that you know people with DID or have a mental illness whatever like they're that the, you just write them off because he's not well and they're like yeah okay like get the fuck out of here come on <laughs> yeah they did zero investigation into that and, and that's fine but like if you wanted to make him 
like an actual cunning, like give him a speech where like he, he like convinces them. He just literally says, nah, bro. Yeah, he's cool. all, that guy, cuckoo. Nah, fuck that yeah. guy. I'm not doing that. Exactly. Also, wasn't the idea of them having avatars the fact that the gods couldn't directly influence things that were going on? Yeah, they're fucking useless, by the way. Uh, just like the Watcher, just like yeah. the Eternals, they're so, all fucking so useless. So none of them show up, and they have a giant kaiju fucking god battle <laughs> at the end. That didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense. Where they're smashing shit, and it's like, wait, hold on. I thought they couldn't, they had to work through their avatars to affect the world. How are they now doing this? Also, how did Kanshu get ten stories tall? Is that just a thing yeah. he could do? Well, I think I think the reason Ahmet gets bigger is because they're consuming souls. Yeah, so how the fuck did I, he get that big, though? I... I uh, Ludo narrative dissonance. I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just, it's like, magic, huh? Yeah. The whole thing just it, it, like I'm watching the end of the show and I'm, like my mouth is just getting further and further agape. And I'm just like, what I was the so fuck disinterested at the end, bro. I just doing? wanted it to end. I, it was, I was like, old yeller, just take me out to the back and just put a bullet in my head. Like, I was done. <laughs> and, and then you he know, finally gets like, the chance to kill him. And uh, they're like, you don't have to do it. Which is bullshit, You're like, by the way. Wait, Again, yeah, what? I literally some just fucking, spent the last hour shit. telling you. Yeah, I, well, I literally just spent the last hour talking about how Mark Spector kills his, like, kill, he does, he's a mercenary. Yeah, he's killed tons of people. Even in the show, he's killed a bunch of people. And uh, and their entire goal this whole time has been to stop Amit and put an end to this and killing this guy. This, this was like the plan all the way, all the way along. Like, why all of a sudden are they like, no, we can't do that. Um, yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong. You're not gonna get an argument from me. <laughs> and then Conchu's just like, no problem. Well, and and to be honest, like if if I if I had read all of the old comic books before watching the show, like going back just a step to uh, to the Jake Lockley of it all, like I would have been infuriated because they oh they, God, they, they alluded to a third personality with like all the killing and stuff, and like like throughout the series they they were feeding you those breadcrumbs and like. If I would have known, like, if I'd had it in my head that that Jake Lockley hadn't been there, I'd be like, oh, fuck, here we go, Jake Lockley, fuck yeah, let's do it. And I would have had the same, like, like rage, you know, that that uh, that Moon Knight fans have because... Well, the, yeah, the writer just came out and said, well, he's like... The writer was like, J Jake Lockley was in the first episode. Yeah, no fucking shit he was. He was in the entire show, but you never addressed it. So, like, you can't retroactively say, like, oh, like... Like me and like my friends group, like we we knew like oh that you know that scene right there that was probably Jake. Like there's that one where where like he's beating up the uh, you, uh, I guess it was the second episode where he goes and he's talking to that guy and they're watching him and the uh, you, you, it looks like Mark Spector walks up and he kind of does that stare into the camera. Mm -hmm. That's that's Jake Lockley. That's not Mark. You can tell oh, by the way he looks. And then like, the I end never of even three, thought of that. Yeah, like, you can write it, it off as Mark. <laughs> he has a different like visual. Like he looks exactly the same. He didn't have his mustache, but like, it's like of course. But literally, I saw a thing where he was like, "Yeah, we went through all of the all of the um, all of his rogues galleries, and we decided that we just wanted to create our own." Okay, well, first of all, you didn't do a very good job. Second of all, you didn't create him. You literally took a character from like 1981. You just slapped the name on there. You didn't create him, and you just you just made an amalgam of characters. Which that's fine, whatever. That's what you want to do. But like. Get to, and like I love Mortal Kombat like that's that's another one of my big franchises and this motherfucker is writing the second movie and I'm just like this guy's here, out here to ruin my life <laughs> <laughs> as long as he stays away from Superman I'm good and <laughs> and I guess the 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 last thing that I that I wanted to point out sorry we're we're going along with this but like the thing that's my fault I'm sorry no 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 the thing that frustrated me the most throughout the series was just how stupidly 
it was written that, you know, like Steven in, in general, just like, like when he got himself into a situation, say he had control of the body and then all of a sudden a bunch of motherfuckers are coming up to kill them. And he knows that Mark can get him out of that. And he refuses. And they still argue about it. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then there's a situation where Mark is in the body and Steven has knowledge that they can use to complete their task. And Steven refuses to give it to him. And it's fucking stupid. And it's infuriating because Steven is being a petulant fucking child to the point to where it is, it is beyond reason. Like, like you, you and your split personality are going to fucking die as well as this, this woman that you're in love with, I guess you're all going to die because you are being a fucking idiot and you're not allowing people to do what they do best and you're not assisting. And it, it's, it's frustrating that, that somebody in the writer's room made that decision. It, well, it, that's the first problem is a writer's room. Yeah. It should be one person. I, I've, I've just started watching Peacemaker. Like, I don't know shit about Peacemaker. Suicide Squad was whatever. I don't, again, I'm the thing that I'm enjoying the most about Peacemaker is it's basically one motherfucker's vision. It's yeah. James Gunn. Like, here we go. I have this vision for eight episodes. Like, that's the what's that's why a lot of Marvel's not working. The MCU's not working for me anymore because there's too many hands in the honey jar. Like, you brought in Sam Raimi to do that, and like, Doctor Strange felt like a Sam Raimi movie. That's what I've heard. Could have been more Sam Raimi. There was obviously some Disneyfication in there, but like, I would have had more respect for the show if it wasn't eight motherfuckers writing this shit and it was one person. Like, one person is the dude. Like, let, give him the script and let him do it. And, like, it's just, no, I don't need four people to tell four different stories because then what you get is an incoherent mess, which is exactly what we got. Yep. So, and f- four people that have a passing knowledge of Moon Knight at that. Like, like if they hired me to write a Moon Knight show, I would fuck it up because, like, I, I, I've got a decent grip on the character, but not, uh, not enough to be confident to write a series about it. That's you could sure. do some research and write something. Research? I don't. Why um, <laughs> would they do that? I mean, you did but, it for this show. You could read some <laughs> fucking comic books. I mean, they le- they lean into the Egyptian stuff way too hard, way right? Too hard. And it's like, like that's, that, that's a part of his life, but that is not his life. And they spent so much time trying to differentiate themselves from Batman that I think it would have been a fucking much better show if you just would have leaned into the Batman of it all. Yeah. Like, as much as I hate that comparison, because, like, now he's not, he's nothing like it now. But, like, I I don't think I would have hated the show if you just, you know, I don't know, showed Moon Knight beating the shit out of, like, people at night. Like, that's what he does. You know, he yeah, that- he protects the travelers at night, and that's his thing. I I would have been okay if each episode, like... You had like 15 minutes of backstory sprinkled in, but like each episode was just him. I don't know. There's vampires hunting somebody. Okay. So he's got to beat the shit out of these vampires. And there's fucking rat people coming in the next episode. Yeah, then you got a werewolf. Featuring then, Moon Knight. Monster of the fucking week for six episodes. Why can't we have that? Why do we have to have this like point A to point B? Because you can't land it. You, you were never going to land it. This thing was too big for Marvel. It was never going to work. So, like, Monster of the Week would have worked with, you could have sprinkled in a little bit of his, his mercenary backstory. You could have, I mean. You could have had him fight a werewolf as a little bit of an mm-hmm. Easter egg to his origin. Well, Absolutely. <laughs> that, that was one thing I loved about when, when I went back to the 2006 series uh, earlier, that when it starts, like, it is Moon Knight, like, in all of his fucking glory, talking about, you know, like, oh, you know, Magneto comes down, call the X-Men, yeah. you know, Alien Invasion, call the Avengers, fucking... And, and, and he's I like, get to do he's the like, fun stuff. yeah, exactly. The fun stuff, the street level beating the fucking shit 
out of some fucking criminals putting on some spiked, you know, brass knuckles and clocking a guy when he's going to shoot you. That was so much fun to read. You know, like, like that, yes. that is what I want. I want a gritty fucking punch him up out of Moon Knight. And like with a Marvel series, they could have done a little tongue in cheek with like the Batman of it all, you know, but, but, but find a place to differentiate yourself from it. And, and just, you know, like you said, just lean into it a little bit. Why not? I don't know. And like he does have quips, like but like it felt like Deadpool quips, and his his humor and his style of delivery is not Moon Knight. Like it's not. He's very much a smartass, and like I've legitimately like chuckled at like stuff that's been written because it's written so well, and it's like it makes sense and it's timed correctly. It's not just like oh we got to add in this humor here that doesn't make any fucking sense, and it's like oh well we're trying to tell this dark story but like we can't get too dark because like kids and money and merchandise and shit mm-hmm. and it's like then like what even is the point you mi- you missed a golden opportunity to introduce blade because like i don't know you could have had that where at the very end of the show i, I mean i don't know there's a- there's literally a million different ways you could have taken it and been better than what we got you could have had vampires at the end and it's just like and he's just like i don't really know how to deal with vampires and then you just have like you know Marsha Hall Ali to show up and he's like, I got, I know how to do vampires. I don't know. You could have fucking done that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and apparently there was a, uh, there was a cut scene, uh, that was going to introduce Gore, the God butcher who's coming up in Thor. Um, and then there was one other one that I can't remember, but it was another character from outside of Moon Knight's, uh, mythos that I, I guess now that I think about it, one of the things I might appreciate about this is that it obviously it's not connected. Yeah. Obviously wasn't just a setup for another movie. Which like the entire what, series of Loki or WandaVision yeah. or pretty much everything else that they've produced for Disney plus that it actually is its own, at least they tried for it to be its own thing. It's like, so in the greater MCU right now, does the entire world know that two giant gods just fought over Cairo and killed a bunch of people? Yeah, exactly. Like, is I it, think is Egyptian mythology just now canon in the MCU? Well, I mean, in, in Thor: Love and Thunder, like the Greek mythology is going to be there. They got you got Russell Crowe playing Zeus, and you're seeing yeah. you've seen Mount Olympus in the uh, in the trailer. He's going to die. Spoiler, oh, duh. He's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean duh, but I meant like yes, of course. <laughs> he's Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, yeah he's got to butcher it's, some it's gods, yeah. right? He's not going to be butchering Thor. So <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, like. Apparently, I saw another thing too, where it's like, "Oh, he was doing the vigilante thing during, like, during the snap." Okay, fucking show me. Like, don't just say it. The final climactic battle with the bad guy was skipped. Yeah, like yeah. it goes from like, "Oh no, what's he gonna do now?" To, "Oh, he won." Like, oh, okay, cool. That was that's really fun. That's oh, but what about the future of Arthur Arthur Harrow? That's what I wanted to see. I way to subvert my yeah. expectations. Yeah, and then shoot it in the head. I have this terrible fear that if there's a season two, they're going to, like, try to get cute and make Jake Lockley, like, this bad guy, and then, like, Mark and Steven are going to have to find this guy. Yeah, like, get, like, no, stop. Get out of here. (laughs) Like, it's, that's not an interesting story. That's not unique. That's not fun. Stop it. It's not Moon Knight. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the whole point of like everything I've said. If you if you if you like if you're just looking at me and, and you listen to this and you're like this guy's crazy. Like it's just a TV show. You're absolutely right. It is a TV show. But at the end of the day, what you saw in that show is not Moon Knight. Please go read a comic book. And I hate being that person because I don't want to gatekeep anybody. But literally, that is not Moon Knight. That is like that's go read any comic book, and you'll be like, oh shit, what is this? And then you'll change your tune. 
but then you might not. You might love the show. Hopefully. I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, this this Moon Knight TV show is probably similar to like the the feeling and sentiment that you know the the Star Wars prequels were. You know, to because to, to some people this is their Moon Knight, and it's like, well, fuck, yeah. Like you don't know what yeah. Moon Knight is. Just like you know, like when we when we talked to the prequels, we we had somebody on here that. You know, he he was a good decade younger than us, and and the prequels were his Star Wars, so he loves them. And it's like, oh man, this is weird. He, yeah, I don't I, know exactly. any better. And I would say the majority of people that now associate like Moon Knight go to that. It's not like people were aware of Iron Man, and but again, the the core of Iron Man in the MCU is still what you get in the fucking comic books. That's yeah. the problem. Is like you just deviated so much that. You, like you don't even know what you did. Like what even did we get? I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and like if if you look back at the original Iron Man and Captain America and Thor, like those were pretty fucking accurate to the comic books. I mean, but like if somebody's first Thor movie is Ragnarok, then you know that that's it's not entirely different in in my opinion than than the Moon Knight and the prequel thing. You know that it's like. That's, that's not, that's not my Thor. Yeah. Yeah. If you go back and read some Thor books, uh, it's not that Thor at all. Yeah. You're going to be disappointed at how not funny it is. Do you like, who is your Thor? Is it Walt Simonson? Is that your Thor? Uh, Walt Simonson. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That's probably like era. Do you like Jason Aaron? Um, from what I've read. Yeah. Yeah. When he started with like, with like, uh, with his like Thor, the unworthy and Gore, the God butcher and. Yeah, and yeah. Mighty Thor. Wait, did he create Mighty Thor? The Jane Foster. Yes, yes. Yeah, and like I, I was a big fan of even though it's it's hard to read now, like the Dan Jurgens, John Romita era. Like I, I, I liked the artwork in that a lot. I, now it's hard to go back to his like super uh, Shakespearean Thor speak. Yeah, but um, yeah, and like the current run with Donny Cates is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, yeah, I'm glad they didn't go goofy Thor in the comic books. Like that, yeah. those, you know. That they that that persona didn't bleed over too badly into comics. Yeah, I want serious fantasy magic cosmos Thor. Yes, absolutely. It's we just sound like three old 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 heads <laughs> true, bitching yeah. and complaining. Back in my ah, day, yeah. Monday would kill people. No respect. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's just get some business out of the way then. Um, Alex, lead us off. What's your favorite use? in pop culture of uh of moon knight i know there, there's not a whole lot because he doesn't have you know like a, a line of action figures or a animated series or a video game well, or, or you know plushies how deep do you want me to go with this because i own every moon knight action figure from 1994 <laughs> as to deep now. as you want to. so so there's a you remember the marvel gold stuff i don't know if you all you all were probably like prime teenagers when that came out marvel gold it was if you Google Marvel Gold action figures, you would see it. It was like I'll probably recognize what we got. Pre, it's pre-legends. what we got before X Men: The Animated Series toys came out. It was like all of their not. It was like all of their non like Spider Man and X Men stuff. So I've got that. It's a terrible action figure. It's so bad. It's like a weird <laughs> no. cloth. I've got that. <laughs> oh, he only has yeah. Like, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I've got all the Funko Pops. I've got a couple statues. I've got, uh, he has three Marvel Legends, two made by Hasbro, one by Toy Toy Biz. But outside of like the, the merchandising, the toys, the Funkos, my favorite 
iteration would probably be in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 or Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, where he is a playable character. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because those games were fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah, and like he doesn't do much to the story. He's just kind of there. Like the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 that's on the Switch, uh, he was a DLC pack with like Blade and, and Morbius and, and stuff like that. And I basically, I bought the game at launch and I waited to play it until the Moon Knight DLC came out because I'm a weirdo. Because like I wanted to play with Moon Knight. I didn't want to play it again. Yeah, like, yeah. I just wanted to play so I, that. I waited and it's a shame that he's never been in like Mar- ultimate Marvel versus Capcom or anything. Cause uh, yeah. he's a prime. It's a, like, he would be perfect for that, that style of games, but um, yeah, he's a fighter. Yes. I'm hoping that the upcoming midnight suns game that's made by uh, people that did XCOM. It's like kind of like a tactical thing. I'm hoping that moon Knight's a playable character in it, but he's not been announced. Oh shit. But, um, he was in an episode. Uh, he's been in like two episodes of the like the Spider Man show that was on like uh, Disney. Yeah, the Ultimate Spider Man. Sp- yeah, uh, voiced by Diedrich Bader, who also voiced <laughs> Batman. You know, yeah, I think I was didn't. watching an episode just the other day with my kid where he showed up because I, I remember thinking, "Wait, There's is that a Christmas is that episode?" Diedrich Bader. Yeah, it's called like White Night or something or Silent Night, and uh, it's a Christmas themed episode. Yeah, no, yeah, we totally put it on. It was for that very reason that that I put it on. Yeah, and and he had like the the black and white, right? My wife thinks I'm just like she just like rolls her eyes, but it's like I I I, str- I struggled in school to like retain knowledge, but I can fucking <laughs> I didn't remember oh, yeah. tell you like where Moon Knight's been. I'm how'd just, I'm a, how'd I'm you a, forget a, my anniversary? But you know all this Moon Knight shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, Marvel. My, my answer is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Cool, one, two or three, either one. What about you, Ben? I mean, my well of pop culture references to Moon Knight is pretty fucking shallow, unfortunately, because uh, there. I mean, there aren't a lot of them, and and I haven't been an avid follower for twenty years, so you know I'm missing that. But I, I think I'm going with it was fairly popular about a year ago, but the. Uh, the Moon Knight uh, meme, the the random bullshit go oh, on, oh, where he's throwing all the different things, and you know it just got stuck under any any sort of uh, non sequitur about uh, just kind of bullshitting something. Uh, and yes. uh, uh, I got a lot of joy out of that. And uh, also, thought, the, the Dracula meme for anyone who's listening is not it's not a real panel. It's yeah, funny, no, yeah, yes, but it's not like, real. fuck you, Dracula, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah give me my money, bitch. <laughs> like it's great and it's funny but like it's funny when people like you'll see comments on twitter be like what I, I love this is my favorite panel and it's like it's not a panel it's not real how did they get away with that back then <laughs> well i think i i mean geez i didn't uh i didn't dive too deep i guess I've, i was just so stuck on the fact that there isn't a whole lot of moon Knight stuff out there ex- at least that i have that i've experienced um, so I'm, I just decided to name my, my favorite iteration of the character, which I'm going with okay. the, uh, the 2006 version. Like I jumped back into it this morning. I read like three issues in, in, in one little sitting real quick. And like, I really, really, really enjoyed that. Like it, it's not too psychological, but it, you know, it, it's also not fluff. Like it, it's just a very solid take in my opinion like if you if you know moon knight it's giving it's paying you're paying sorry it's paying you div what am i trying to say (laughs) (laughs) it pays for you to know uh a bit about about moon knight like it it pays off you know like 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 i said when i first read it and i didn't know any of the history it was like okay i understand that that this guy 
you know, um, Jean-Paul Duchamp doesn't, uh, you know, that he's, he's from history and they're talking about Marlene, like, okay, I should know who that is. And it shows little flashbacks of him, you know, pushing his friends away and stuff. But it's like, once you actually have read some other Moon Knight stuff, like it, it's so much more rich. And it, and to me, it makes me feel like Charlie Huston or Houston respects the, the character and the lore and is, and is trying to give you something that, that you actually want. Um, mm-hmm. which the TV show doesn't feel like that at all. No. Yeah. So, so I feel all. like, like where the TV show dropped the ball, that series to me was successful in it. That's yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't disagree with you. That's very pivotal. That is literally what, that's the series, like I said earlier, that took me from like, I like this guy to like, I think I love this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it became like, Oh, I love, I like Batman. I like Spider-Man to where like, Okay, this is where my like this is where my life's gonna go. Like I'm gonna be the guy that flies the the crescent flag, I guess. <laughs> you know. And you uh, speaking of the show, like you want to talk about inclusivity. Like Frenchie's gay, and you could have highlighted that and made that like a, a huge like you could have made him an, a very important character to the show. Yeah. And you, he's literally just he's in the fo- he's in his phone in the first episode. That's it. I didn't even notice him there, to be honest. Like I did, if you'd asked me where was Frenchie in the show, so I he pulls even... he pulls his phone out and it has all these missed calls from Layla. There's one from Frenchie, or I think it says Duchamp. I think. Oh, and it's, that, that's a, it. What a great Easter egg! Did you know that each episode has a, a QR code for a comic book? I I did see yeah. that, and then I started noticing it in the show. Yeah. The la- the very last one is Moon Knight Annual number one, which is where Moon Knight and all the Moon Knights through time fight Kang the Conqueror. So, oh, I'd heard that, oh, that he fights cool. Kang at some point. Didn't didn't read it though. Well, since they're both Egyptian gods yeah. and stuff, <laughs> I say that with the, the utmost sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, how about we move on to uh, to a one word review to close out the show. You want to take it, Ben? Sure. Yeah. So. My uh, my summary word for for Moon Knight for me at least is uh, badass because he's just a he's just a a tough bad motherfucker like I was saying earlier he walks into a fight with the intention of finishing that fight and uh, if you if you stir up shit in Moon Knight's neighborhood uh, it's gonna go really poorly for you and I I think that is the you know that is the aspect of the character that I kind of that I identified with the most is, I mean, not personally, cause I am not a badass in any way, but that I enjoy about him the most is that he's just, uh, even in like, like the Warren Ellis stuff, like that's, that's pretty much all you get out of him. Cause you don't get any backstory or any, anything, but like, there's like a kidnapped girl and he just storms into this building without saying a fucking word and just starts like breaking people's arms and throwing them over balusters and just messing them up serious. And, uh, and it's just cool. Like I, I, that's not what. That's not the only thing I want out of comics, but uh, it's one of the things I really appreciate getting out of comics is watching some badass fuck some bad guys up, and he does it really did well. Did you read? Did you read the issue where it's basically like a retelling of the raid? No, well, of the same, like from a different perspective, or no, like it's it's literally him coming in and like he just like like just like the whole thing is like you know how the raid is like levels, and so yeah. he goes in and it starts at the very top, and he's just and he works his way down. I'll send you the issue number. <laughs> it's great. Oh no, you don't have that. You don't have that on call. <laughs> I think tell, it's tell your wife. She'll, she'll be, she'll be like, finally, he's human. <laughs> I think I want to say it's like issue five of that, that, that run. Maybe. 
Oh, I, 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 I if, it's really actually, if it's of that run, I definitely read it, but uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think he's a badass. Um, well, is the review for the show or for the character itself? For the, character the character itself. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I'm going to go with, for, for obvious reasons, uh, fractured. And I mean, you know, on, on the surface, of course, it's because of his fractured psyche, but also his fractured history that, that I feel like for as much good moon Knight as I've experienced, there's just as much bad moon Knight. And none of it, none of it like sort of sticks out more than the other, like, like beyond geekiness, except for the TV show, which fucking sucks that that's, you know, so on the surface when there's really good stuff out there to read. I love the concept of, you know, how they took his alter egos and made it into, um, a, a very stigmatized mental condition, you know, and, and tried to tell interesting stories without making light of it or furthering the stigma you know that there that there's something wrong with you if you know like it's 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 an interesting way to tell a story it also gives you uh interesting ideas of of uh how to push your narrative forward you know with like an unreliable narrator like a like a person who's in a psychiatric ward you know the idea of not knowing whether something is real or not is very compelling i mean Granted, maybe you, you could do it in a schlocky way, but, but hopefully if they did that in the series, they would have taken the, the time and the care to do it. Um, but then also just the varying degrees of, of quality between all the series and then also the different takes on him. You know, we're, we're like, this is a character that even just through creative teams, like Marvel's allowed them to try such vast different things that like somebody's idea of Moon Knight you know, like, like if, if, if I wanted to write it down on paper and then talk talk to Alex about it, like we could have two very different ideas of who Moon Knight is, neither one more valid than the other. You know, I don't know. I, I like Moon Knight and, uh, and I, I think, uh, I mean, hopefully there's just more to appreciate because of its fractured nature. I come out of this episode wanting to read more Moon Knight. So, so that was good. You know, like when we let up top, like, like, I don't know if I'm a Moon Knight fan or not. Like, he looks cool, and I've enjoyed some of his stories, but I don't know if what I appreciate about Moon Knight is, you know, is what a Moon Knight fan appreciates about Moon Knight. So, I don't know. But well, I, he did like the show, so that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking <laughs> yes. forward to reading the Warren Ellis and the Jeff Lemire stuff. I, I almost bought that graphic novel last night. I wish I would have. Yes, you should. And don't forget Jed McKay. Oh, yes, of course. Well, and yeah, with your recommendation, I got to find it somewhere because fucking comic shops aren't aren't carrying that right now. Everyone's got it in their uh, You should be in able their to find the trade paperbacks. It's oh, the first six issues. It's, yeah, it's Even those fucking trades are, are sold out. Like, it's bonkers what this show did. You know, they, they finally yes. got, got some more of the Lemire stuff in uh, at the shop when I looked last night, but it wasn't there last week when I was looking for stuff. I had to do it all digitally. That's another weird decision by Marvel. So like they, they reprinted the Bemis stuff, which is called Moon Knight Legacy. Don't buy that. It's good for a fire. Is that the one with Burroughs on the art? And he's got like Moon Knight, like hanging from a building on the cover. It's got like a, a tan background. It's kind of like the, you, uh-huh. you would know it if you see it, but it's, okay. it's, in, it's, it's in shops right now. It's just called Marvel Legacy or Moon Knight Legacy. Mm-hmm. And they redid the Bendis uh, which is really hard to find, and they re- like it was only available in hardback, and now it's a, just a full on trade paperback. Don't buy that. It's like they they just like put the worst two runs out, and then oh my gosh, 
It's just, it's just, it's. So what well, do you? They got a shit series. They got to put some shit books out to match. <laughs> well, that, it, to, to piggyback off what he said, like yes, there are a lot of bad takes. There are a lot of good takes, and like ultimately, the show is the worst take there's ever been. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, I, and I mean that sincerely. Like that, it, it's the worst version of Moon Knight I've ever read. And I, and as someone who's read basically every story involving Moon, I'm sure there's some like team ups or like appearances that I've not read that are like random as hell. But like, I've read ninety. 8% of every Moon Knight appearance ever in the history of Marvel. And so like I've I'm I'm pretty well versed in all the bad. This mm-hmm. is the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, well, man. On the bright side, if Disney was going for a superlative, they got one. Probably not the one they wanted. They probably were hoping for best, but yeah. you nope. know, worst, hey, that's something. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not mediocre. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not your favorite. And third I understand favorite. that I am much harder and than most are. And I yeah. and I accept that. So, Alex, if you were to sum up Moon Knight in a single word, what would that word be? Unique. I think he's one of the most unique characters in the Marvel mythos. Uh, he's not beholden to any rules, only the rules that he creates or that the, the writer creates for him. There's a lot of heart and a lot of relatability to the character. Like, we, nobody can relate. You can relate to Thor's problems, but you can't relate to Thor, right? Yeah. None of us can relate to Tony Stark because we're not billionaires. We might be smart, but we're not billionaires. We're not Elon Musk, right? But like, even even still, like Mark Spector's not a he's not a sociopath. He is a little, but like, he's just one of the most relatable and weird and like like you said, fractured. He's not perfect. And I don't like my superheroes or my comic book characters to be perfect. I like flaws. And he has all of his flaws are on Front Street. Yeah. And he's afraid of his flaws anymore. And his flaws define him rather than um, hold him back. And he knows that. And I think that there are there are a lot of characters like that in the Marvel universe, universe that aren't utilized and not given the the spotlight like they should be. We, I mean, and it's a business. I understand that. You know, you got to put out eight Spider-Man comics a month and all that stuff. But just uniqueness. And I, I gravitate. I've always, even in my real life, I gravitate. It's why my, I have my co-host, Jacob. Like, he's an enigma. Like, he's there. I've never met anybody like him. And I gravitate towards very unique people. Like, those are the people I like to hang out with. I don't like to hang out with the most popular kids. I don't like to hang out with, you know, whoever. I like the people that are different. And that's probably another reason why I've always liked Moon Knight, just because he's... He's unique and different. Yeah. So, yeah, I th- I'd say that tracks. Well, here we are at the end. Um, Alex, why don't you go ahead and uh, and shout out your uh, your podcast and your social medias and uh, how people can get a hold of you? Uh, so my podcast is What's Your Spaghetti Policy. Uh, it's everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter at Spag S P A G Policy Pod. Uh, if you if you want to follow me, I'm Ozdog12, OZZDOG12. Um, you can also follow my co-host. I think it's I think he's changed it to Jacob Daddy. <laughs> it's an inside joke. It's J-A-K-U-B-D-A-D-D-I-E. Like I said, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google, yeah, wherever. Wherever yeah, podcasts are. Wherever you find them. Yeah, new episodes every Friday. Uh I don't know when this goes out, but uh, Friday will be our 150th episode. We've never missed a week since we started doing this. Nice. Once a week. We've released like two a week, like one once or twice. So uh, we started it in July of 2019 and every single week, every Friday. 
Awesome. Well, uh, I mean, I should have said this before I, I had you shout your show out, but thank you so much for coming on. Like we, we, Absolutely. we appreciate it. I mean, I mean, well, I can speak for myself, I, I guess I can't speak for Ben. I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I enjoyed my time here. I'm, I'm glad we had you on the show. So it wasn't, you know, I mean, you probably would have been frustrated listening to the show if it was just the two of us. You're like, no, you're not <laughs> fucking, you don't fucking get it. No, it was good to have a, uh, to have a lover and an expert of this character on here, you know, cause we're both just, um, noobs. Yeah. Yep. We will definitely have you on when you launch uh, issue three of your Kickstarter. Hell yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, never mind. I won't, Which I won't I, put a date I, on it right now. <laughs> I uh, just, you know, to put myself over, I did back the first two issues. So, well, sorry, we haven't yeah. got it to you. Yet. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've, I've finished up an, uh, another batch this morning. Yeah. But yeah. Um, well, thank you folks for, uh, for, uh, what's something clever? Uh, I'm, my clever circuits are misfiring. Thank you folks for accepting this mission. The altar from of Conchu, and, and you are now a fist of Conchu. There we go. Yeah. For, for, for being fisting Conchu with us. <laughs> um, if you want to let us know uh, how we did today, you can hit us up on an email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, uh, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, Twitter, Geek Explore Pod, or Facebook, the Geek Exploration Podcast page. Or you can give us a call. Let us know uh, where we are right or wrong. You could even, you know, call out Alex if you want. Oh uh, call 916-ORC-TURD. <laughs> That's 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And let us know what you think about this episode or anything else. And if you enjoyed this show, uh, go give us one of those review things uh, on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Uh, we have sh- <laughs> we've got swag at, at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. We're part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. And our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time, random bullshit, go! Go!